transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. All right, so I go back to In Him, and uh, my subtitle for part two today is A New Creation in Christ. A New Creation in Christ. Last week, as I said, we looked at our union with Christ, which is the beginning of, uh, of, of what makes us understand that we are in him. We talked about what it means to be in Adam and then to be in Christ. And we talked about what being in Christ is. And I said uh, that it means that we are in union with him. Uh, Today, we will look at one of the most fundamental truths for every believer. And every believer needs to grasp this truth. And the truth is that in Christ Jesus, we are a new creation. It is very easy for a believer to see himself or herself only on the physical level and never understand the profound change that took place in them when they gave their life to Jesus Christ. Something happened to you that you may not be fully aware of, and I hope that today uh, you will be aware of that. And and so today I'm going to introduce you to yourself, uh, to know who you are uh, and who you have become in Christ Jesus. Kindly turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 to 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 to 17. And it reads, For the love of Christ compels us, for we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. Uh, If your Bible is yours, you can highlight or underline that phrase. It's a very important phrase. That if one, and that one there is Jesus Christ, if one died for all, then all died. In other words, if Jesus died for all, then all died. Verse 15. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become. I'm going to highlight three ideas from this passage as my introductory thought. The first is what I told you to underline in verse 15. 
and he died and verse 14 and we judge thus that if one died for all then all died this whole passage is in second corinthians is talking about our identity with christ our identity with christ and the first one that we will highlight is that we identify with christ in his death we identify with christ in his death if one died for all then all died in other words when he died we also died we were not present on mount calvary and we were not crucified but by faith we were in him so when he died we also died jesus did not die for himself and he did not die alone. He died for us, and we were in him when he died. The death of Jesus Christ, therefore, is counted to our benefit. All of us died when he died. So, the day a person receives Jesus Christ into their hearts, as a Lord and Savior, that day they become part of everything Christ is part of. And you become part of his death. When he died, he died for all. We are identified with him. When he died, he went to hell and paid the full price of sin. And therefore, we also went to hell and paid the price for sin and rose again from hell and entered into heaven. That is why there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because in him, hell has already been satisfied. In him, hell is not waiting for you because we died with him and we rose with him. That is the first point we want to note today, that we identify with him in his death. When he conquered hell, we also conquered hell with him. When he triumphed over principalities and powers, we were in him, and that triumph becomes our triumph. The second thing I want you to highlight is that we identify with Christ in the spirit we identify with Christ in the spirit note verse 16 it says therefore because he died verse uh, 14 and 15 says he died and we died with him and he rose and we rose with him therefore as a result of that from now on we regard no one according to the flesh even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Because we died and we rose with Christ, from now onwards, from that moment when we died and rose with him. And somebody says, when did we die and rise with him? The day you receive him as your Lord and Savior. From that moment, the Bible says, we, we thus, therefore, do not regard anyone according to the flesh. 
We don't regard you according to the flesh. Now, if you look at yourself, many of us, I think all of us, regard ourselves according to the flesh. I am a Ghanaian, or I am tall, or I am short, or I am big, or I am intelligent, I am not intelligent, I am a Fanti, I am a Shanti, I am Chinese, uh, I am a male, I am a female, I went to school, I didn't go to school. That is how many of us regard ourselves, but the Bible says that because we died with him and rose with him, we don't regard ourselves after the flesh. Everything you are in the flesh is inconsistent with who you are in the spirit. From now, we are regarded in the spirit. And not only do we identify ourselves not in the flesh, but we don't also see Jesus as in the flesh. Jesus, although he lived a historical life, and that's a very important statement, Jesus is a historical figure. That means that there is a point in history where a human personality called Jesus Christ walked upon this earth. He had flesh. He, he, he had friends. He talked with people. He belonged to a tribe. He was a Jew. He had a trade. He was a carpenter. But the Bible says after he died and resurrected, we don't consider him after the flesh any longer. So when I receive Christ into my heart, I don't become a Jew because I haven't received a Jew into my heart. When I receive Christ into my heart, I receive a spirit of Christ into my heart. From now onwards, he is no longer for the Jews or for Gentiles. He is above all and he is through all and he is in all. From now, we don't regard Christ after the flesh. Although historically he existed, after his death and resurrection, he is no longer flesh. He is spirit unto us. So, in Christ Jesus, I am not regarded after the flesh. I am a living spirit residing in a human body. My flesh does not determine my nature. My flesh does not determine my potential. My flesh does not determine what I can do or cannot do. All that I can do or cannot do is determined by my spirit because I died with him, I rose with him, I don't regard myself after the flesh. The greatest harm you can do yourself is to live your life only based on who you are in the flesh. And there are people who have been conditioned to so live in the flesh that even when we get born again, we can't even see ourselves in the spirit. In the flesh you may be weak, but in the spirit you are strong. In the flesh you are poor, but in the spirit you are healed, you are rich. In the flesh you may be sick, but in the spirit you are healed. In the flesh you may be down, but in the spirit you are up. You are high above all principality and power. From now, we don't regard ourselves after the flesh. 
don't judge yourself only by the flesh. Well, my father was like this and my mother was like this and that's how I am like that. From now, we don't regard anyone after the flesh. Your father may be this, your mother may be that, but you are not a product of your father and your mother. You are a product of the Spirit of God. Henceforth, we regard no one after the flesh. And then, the third thing I want you to hand, uh, uh, highlight is because of that, something has happened. We identify with Christ in his life. We identify with him in his death. We identify with him in the spirit. We identify with him in his life. And that popular verse is in verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Therefore, therefore is as a result of, as a result of one, as a result of the fact that you have died with Christ, you have been raised with him, you are no longer judged according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. If anyone, if anyone, I don't know who anyone is, but I think anyone is anyone. Anyone means black or white, tall or short, fat or thin. Anyone means educated or not educated. Anyone means from any tribe. Anyone means from any social group. If anyone Anyone, 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 if a drunkard is in Christ, if a drug addict is in Christ, if an armed robber is in Christ, if a prostitute is in Christ, something happens to them that totally and radically transforms them. All that the person has to do is to be in Christ and Whatever used to control them will control them no longer. If anyone, anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. It's a very important, powerful statement. We are not a renovated creation. He didn't say if anyone be in Christ, he is a renovated creation. The Bible says if anyone being Christ, he's a new creation. There's a difference between something that is new or renovated. I know that for Ghanaians, new has a relative meaning. Because we buy second-hand cars and say it's brand new. So when, when the Bible says new, you, you may be tempted to bring it into a Ghanaian interpretation of new. But... If anyone be in Christ, he is not renovated. Renovated is like what happens when your car is old. You, 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 you go and change the pistons in the engine and change a few things in the engine and, or probably even buy a home-used engine and, and, and fix it in and do some body works and repaint the car. Maybe your car was blue, you now paint it red um, and, and, and do some upholstery work. And people are going to look at the car and say, it's brand new. It's not new. It's renovated. If anyone be in Christ, he's not renovated. 
God does not take the old you and polish you up. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. He is a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The Greek word that is translated new is kainos. Kainos. It means to be original of a kind not seen before. To be original of a kind not seen before. And the word that is translated creation is ketesis. And it means an individual or thing brought into being by God. So if you put the two meanings together, a new creation is an individual of a kind not seen before, but brought into being by God. If anyone is in Christ, he's an individual of a kind not seen before, but brought into being by God. When you are in Christ, you are a new kind of a person or a new species of a person. You may look like the old person. You say, my nose didn't change, my mouth, my lips didn't change, my hairstyle didn't change, I still look the same, but something in you has changed. The Bible says, old things have passed away. It didn't say all things are passing away in the process. Or old things may pass away, possibility. All things could pass away. Or all things should pass away, imperative, no. All things have passed, past perfect, passed away. All things are gone. There is something in you that has passed away. It's passed away. And normally... In our local uh, usage of English, when we say something is passed away, it, it means it's dead. All things have passed away. And behold, all things, not some things, all things have become new. And the next verse says, and all the things which have become new are of God. You are totally and absolutely completely of God. In the spirit, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are a brand new individual. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.